everybody. Welcome to Retail Nightmares. I'm here with my co-ghost, Jessica Delisle. Hello. And we have a lovely first-time guest. I guess all of our guests are first-time first, first time guest. First-time first kissed by me. <laughs> I'm sorry I did that. Uh, Amber Harper Young, comedian, improviser, funny person, lovely hair. Hey. Hi. Amber, how's it going? Hi, guys. Smells oh, nice. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Did you just say she was your ghost or my co-ghost? <laughs> oh. It's like a joke to us and maybe mm-hmm. three people that listen to the podcast. Yeah, it's amazing. We they remember that we one time miss I misheard what Alicia said and I thought she said co-ghost. Like, yeah, oh, and it's, it's stuck. Part of the canon. Yeah, I just thought it was being revealed to me that you were a ghost. Yeah, one well, day. Have you seen me move anything <laughs> in the apartment? <laughs> Uh, this is also haunted kombucha. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, haunted fruish booch. I yeah, it killed me. GT's kombucha favorited a tweet of mine. <gasps> oh, it's happening! Yeah, it, they're gonna be our sponsor. <laughs> I don't know. I have more followers than they do on Twitter. Mm. Well, you have maybe more that's followers actually powerful to them than me. You maybe probably you're have... gonna be their sponsor. Shit! No. I, can't afford a, <laughs> I can't afford to sponsor GT's kombucha. It's kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> I like. That. Kombucha. <laughs> this is real fresh booch kombucha. Well, your first your first thing to do when you take over the company is to change it to kombucha. The first thing I'm going to do is take out the mother so we can keep using them and make more money. They're just giving away free kombucha with every bottle. And also sometimes as you're trying to drink it, it like gets... a giant snot gets stuck to your face. Stuck halfway and you look disgusting and you can't do it in company. Amber, do you like kombucha? I don't get, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a fermented tea beverage. Uh, GT's kombucha, kombucha is the most beautiful one on the market because there's no added sugar. And it's, they have, and it's kind of, it has almost like a vinegary taste to it. It's, it's sort of tangy. like an aperitif of sorts or a post dinner snack. <laughs> mm, it helps with digestion and stuff. And it's got probiotics in it. I oh, can't believe we're not sponsored by them. We know, sound I like know. an ad. I know, I know. It does. It it's sounds really like- good. You would love the ginger one, but they're always sold out at the stupid store around here. Oh, mm. yeah. I love ginger, actually. Also, yeah. their chai flavor is called Third Eye Chai. Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty hippy-dippy in a good way. Sponsor us. I like that they just have hearts all over the packaging, like where it says, this is recyclable. There's hearts around it. This is raw food. Hearts, hearts, hearts. It's like... In the States, you have to be 18 to buy it. Why? Because it has a little bit of alcohol in it. Yeah, it makes you feel a little bit buzzed, which is yeah, my favorite part Yeah, the first one is the greatest oh, cool. one. Oh, yeah. Because you feel loaded. You're always chasing that first kombucha. Yeah, chasing the kombucha dragon. <laughs> hey, man, I remember where I was when I had my first You were time. at work, right? I was. And I was like, I'm going to drink one of these every day. Yeah. And They're I, so great. And you're only supposed to have half a bottle, but as you can see, I'm already done the bottle it's now. It's alcohol because it's fermented? Yeah. Yeah. There's some sort of trace amounts in there. You're really hauling that back. <laughs> it's my favorite food. <laughs> when you if drink I could survive it, on it, I would. Oh, yeah. That and club sandwiches. You can. Sometimes I'll just drink that and then I won't be hungry and like won't need lunch. For it's years. weird. <laughs> it's, and it's super, like if you're hungover or feeling Depressed. low energy, you have one of those and I'm you're sorry. like, I can fuck anything that moves what uh yeah so it's also an aphrodisiac if you're under five foot two oh and it's more like a confidence thing not a aphrodisiac thing but it like 
Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> so, Amber, yes, <laughs> thank you for being on our podcast. Thank you, guys. I know from talking to you that you have worked in retail. I've even actually seen you at one of your retail jobs. You have witnessed it. But I also know from your stand-up that you've had some pretty shitty jobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I put myself through... I don't know why, but I... Uh, well, actually, I know why. Um, I have been a waitress at a strip club okay uh, and actually not just one was it called banglers uh, <laughs> <laughs> no it was a female strip club so i was what i was That's, thinking yeah hey everybody's different have... danglers like in a as like in Wait. reference to pasties or, or like labia. or just <laughs> oh real loose lips burn on strippers uh no um or myself or just like pro burn on labias in general. yeah they're all different i love it when it's burning labias <laughs> i actually just out. watched a comic do a special and jen kirkman and she oh. talks about she's like no one tells you about when you get older and you have your pants have to get longer in the crotch <laughs> like she, that's only happening to jen kirkman <laughs> i think her, maybe she's got a labia thing yeah i saw her live here i uh, i like yeah. her voice yeah, yeah like she's her. got a great voice. She's, she's really funny. funny. Yeah, funny. I know her originally from. She did a voice on the cartoon Home Movies, which is I love Home Movies, the funniest show. Yeah, uh, so I worked at a. I worked at two strip clubs. Two. Yeah. Does well, working at one make it easier to work at another? Yeah. Oh, you know yeah, the ropes for okay. sure. For sure, because the, the first one I worked at, um, they actually made a point to talk to me after the first little while because I didn't really frequent strip clubs before that. Of course. And uh, I didn't know exactly what went on there. Um, I still don't really know exactly what was always going on there. Like, <laughs> it's one of those places. Was it a really seedy place or was it, like, no, upscale? it was upscale. It was, like, one of the big clubs in Toronto. It's called the Brass Rail. Okay. Yeah, and I worked in the upstairs part, which was considered like the gentleman's club. Sure. Now, I, you know, I don't, you can call a strip club all the names you want, but <laughs> yeah. it's not going to mask the fact that it's a strip club. Yeah. Like, a gentleman's club is just weeding out who can't pay a $20 cover to see naked women. Mm -hmm. So, right. that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I worked there first and um, I got a talking to about. <laughs> Uh, that I didn't feel comfortable in the environment. Now, I took the job in the first place because I was very broke. I had just moved to Toronto. I uh, just got out of college for a performing preparation program. And um, basically, my instructors were like, move to Toronto, get an agent, like, you know, just start moving forward with your career. So I just sort of applied to this listing that said nightclub in need of waitresses right. and then i showed up and i i don't know if you guys know what the brass rail is but no when, but i've been in a strip club more than once mm -hmm. i've well, read about it in books <laughs> yeah like i never really the thought never crossed my mind to apply to a strip club but i, I saw this ad this is back in the day when there are ads right. in the paper and that's how you look for jobs <laughs> uh and i stood in front of the address was like, what? There's no nightclub here. And I stood in front of the dress and there's this Times Square billboard of these women in like almost nothing. Just pictures of women. And it's huge. Like it was bigger than at the time the Dundas Square advertisements. Oh my wow. gosh. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a strip club. And I, I was wearing an outfit that was totally polar opposite to anything that you would wear to drop off a resume at a strip club. I was wearing a black turtleneck, <laughs> mm, long sleeves, 
black pants, boots. No, nice. no skin showing. I don't know why they hired me based on that. Maybe they thought, you know. She's got potential. I had customer service experience, so maybe they thought I was good with people or something when I was speaking to them in the interview. And they're like, are you sure you're going to be like comfortable with doing something like this? And I was like, yeah, for sure. (laughs) I'm a hip lady. Oh, yeah. Boobs. I saw those all the time (laughs) once. In jail. Stuff. Oh, big time. (laughs) So, yeah, they had to talk to me after, like, the first month. They're like, you seem, you know, a little stiff, a little awkward when you're... Because, well, it's like a really bizarre scenario. I, I, I put myself in this pickle of, like, I said yes. <laughs> part, of, part of my innuendo. Part of my pickle. Um, yeah, and part of my pickle. Um, my dangler. <laughs> and uh, they were like... <laughs> I think that needs to be a t-shirt Pardon my pickle Part of my pickle Anglers. I just want to mention this as a side note Not the strip club but the, one of the really popular gay clubs in Toronto It's also called Woody's Which I thought was like pretty oh, yeah. on the nose. My friend does drag shows there Nice, yeah, yeah that's cool and, But like I've witnessed people not People being like, oh you're going to Woody's? And then People being like, yeah, well, just to let you know, it's a gay club. And they're like, what? (laughs) Like, how would you not know by the name? (laughs) Anyhow, um, so yeah, they designed the club that I worked in with, like, lap dancing booths around the perimeter of the main part of the club. Like a panopticon. There's a central eye in the middle that can see all the depravity happening. Yeah, and then for legal reasons, they have, like, partial curtains. They can't close the curtain completely. Because of prostitution? Yeah. Okay. So, but you still can, like, fuss with the curtains so that, like, you know, if someone like me doesn't have to witness every little thing and see every aspect of what's going on there, thank Christ. <laughs> but I would have to, they would say, like, if it's not busy, go, go ask those people for if they want drinks, like right, you know. And so, are they getting a lap dance at the time? And you're like, uh, yeah, part uh, part of. Uh, I know you're getting a bull job right now, uh, yeah. but wow, yeah. that's a like great looking boner. Do you I'm, want a ginger ale? <laughs> it's just like it's like you have to sort of shimmy your way in, but make yourself like known. But make enough noises. Like, <laughs> Everyone's just like thinks you're hawking a loogie. But like, you just have Maybe to it's like just kombucha somehow make yourself known mm-hmm. to them that you're coming in there to do that without sort of ruining the vibe and then wow. that's just a, such a weird vibe for me to feel like I'm a third party in and I, it was just it was really funny like after a while you sort of like grow immune to it but also I will say after a while I didn't really take their note anymore and I just sort of did what I wanted so I I just would be like uh, let's see. Let's just sort of be a little bit more organic about this. So, like, mm-hmm. when they're going into the booth, like, make sure they have everything that they need. And when they're coming out of the booth, like, strike them up real quick. Like, Smart. like you guys need stuff. So I learned how to be more, like, uh, a little bit more savvy about the way I was doing things after that. The club also, um, like I said, I was a bit 
conservatively dressed when I went to the interview, but <laughs> we still had to be like... You cut the sleeves off your turtleneck? <laughs> yeah. That was my uniform. Whoa. It was just sleeves off. Oh, yeah. See these arms? See these danglers? <laughs> For the listener, Amber has extremely limp arms. <laughs> Uh, they're not so limp. They're they're a little limp. Limp. <laughs> but they're like long, long. I mean, they're not fine. aroused. <laughs> you should see me when I'm really get going. These arms go all the way up. <laughs> they just do the YMCA only. Yeah. Anytime you're aroused, <laughs> straight up, like I'm going down a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So men just like run straight to me when I'm. they're like get her uh yeah so they had to have another conversation with me after that about my attire and they couldn't do it legally right yeah they can't Uh, straight really legally say like just harder just whatever like (laughs) i think you can in vancouver really i don't know there's just things here that happen i'm not no no they can't like they would tell us we had to wear heels and I I wore like crazy heels. I'll never wear heels again in my life. I've made a vow now. Like I have so many body problems yeah. from just serving in general, let wow. alone having to wear heels while I was doing it. And uh, they just were like, uh, you know, you could wear something. And they just gesture like low cutting, like in a V sort of way with their hands. Like, you know, you could wear something a little bit more, you know, because uh, 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 I was wearing, because <laughs> I was wearing uh I thought it was pretty classy. I was wearing like a tight white tee and a nice one, not like just a cotton one. And then like a pencil skirt, mostly, nice. or like a mini. And then I wear like, I don't know, like a longer sleeve on top if I was showing a lot of leg. Like, cause I just, I balance it out. Think about it. And, yeah. but they're like, yeah, this is a cactus club. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it was just really weird how they approach me about it and I thought it was very interesting how they're trying to not be illegal be illegal that doesn't even make sense <laughs> they're trying to be illegal here yeah they were trying to sort of communicate that to me even though they knew it wasn't something they could actually be doing wear something that makes my penis do this <laughs> if we could see a little bit more dangle <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah, um, so um, that was that was pretty weird. That, and but after like I would say like six months, I was very comfortable there because yeah. like you just you're so like weirded out by it, and then you're there for you're there so frequently and so often that it just like does it doesn't even become it doesn't even seem weird to you anymore. It actually just seems like any other yeah, it's just a job. Gig. Yeah. <laughs> How with, long did you last? Just there? a job with some like really weird things every now and again. <laughs> like what? Uh, like once I heard, um, I think I might have mentioned this on another podcast. So I don't know if I should bother saying it, but um, once there was a dancer that was having trouble. She'd never put a tampon in, and like now that she was a dancer, she had to dance while she was on her period. Oh boy! And then another dancer was like, "Just let me do it." Whoa! <laughs> so that that was a very teamwork it was actually now i think about it really cool like really cool that someone's just gonna be like yeah i'm just gonna help you with this even though like this in another scenario in another environment or whatever it'd be like completely weird but 
they're like, well, we all see each other's things constantly. So what's the big deal? Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And I was like, um, like a slightly older dancer helping a younger one. Yeah, it's like a mentor. Yeah, it was sweet. It was a sweet moment. (laughs) Yeah, maybe she wants to go swimming one day and she needs to put one in. Oh my gosh, I had troubles with it when I was younger. Yeah, it was the worst. If someone just like sort of boss me like let me do it i'd be like yeah it would have saved me so much crying (laughs) so much hassle Mm -hmm. yeah with other devices (laughs) if someone just would have told me that it was possible and i just like had a few deep breaths Mm -hmm. man yeah would have made my life easier that was weird and that is some other stuff was weird that happened um there like a guy got shot out front of whoa the club, the one night I was working there, I was at the top of the stairs because it was on the second floor. And um, a man was not even, I don't think, in the club. And he was walking by and an, a shooter was aiming actually at the security because he was just kicked out, went to his car, grabbed oh. a gun. Oh, my god! Came back. And it was on the cover of Toronto Life, actually. there was, um, Did the man die? Yeah, he died. Oh, I had to take a cab home and we didn't go out the front door that night because the body was covered and And it was just a guy walking past yeah total innocent as far as they mentioned in the media that's what happened and i had to go out the back door and then get in a cab and then the cab circled around the front and i just got this chill you know seeing that out front of a place that i worked and i was at the top of the the stairs when i heard the gunshot because it was really quiet. It was the beginning of the shifts and the waitresses were just talking to the hostess at the front. And I was with one of my good friends. And as soon as I heard the noise of a gunshot, I don't really know how I recognized it either because I'd never heard one before, but Mm -hmm. I just grabbed her hand and we ran to the back change rooms and hid in there. Good instincts. It was really scary. It's really weird. I'm just going to say right away, that's the worst story we've ever had. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) No, like that's, I think that's it. It reminds me of the time that the same thing happened to me when I was working at the video store and someone got murdered. Someone was murdered a few years before you moved here. Oh yeah. I heard about that. Outside of the bar. Yeah. 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 It was just in the middle of the intersection. I didn't recognize the sounds. I thought it was fireworks, Mm -hmm. but I was also listening to music sort of loudly and then all of a sudden there was no one on the street and it was just cleared out and all the people who witnessed it had to be put on a bus. They like commandeered a bus and all the uh, police got all the witnesses on there and like took them away. There was a bus of witnesses? They- yes, I think it was comedy night. Oh my gosh. That's really fucked up. And yeah. then my friend was walking his dog and he came up and actually walked me home. So I was like, oh, oh amazing. thank yeah. you. Yeah. On a little bit of a lighter note, (laughs) I was outside of the place that I used to just work and um, I heard a firecracker and I ducked down behind a car and started dialing 911. (laughs) For sure. Because I'd seen um, sort of like a dispute going on that was pretty aggressive seconds beforehand. So I thought one of them just pulled out a gun, but it just so happened the timing of them sound. <laughs> like, the- hey, let's solve this with a good old-fashioned firework display. <laughs> I was just ducking behind this thing, and then these girls were like sort of rushing behind me almost to do the same thing. They're like, you're smart. And the- she's like, but it was just a firework. <laughs> <laughs> but, they, but they saw it the same thing. Like yeah. They were watching the people across the road have this like very aggressive... Uh, slightly physical altercation. Yuck. 
Yeah, and that's, that's post trauma right there. Nine one one called me back and was like, uh, "Is everything okay?" And I'm like, "I think it was just a firework." So. <laughs> no, Sorry, this must be a terrible time of year for them with the, yeah. all the Halloween fireworks. Yeah, I don't know how people can tell the difference. I don't know why people want to do fireworks. Oh no, I hate them. I was dog sitting the Shemka's dog over Halloween, and he is so terrified, and it's heartbreaking, and I don't understand like what the excitement is about and why children have them like there's a boy in my high school that was like severely burned by fireworks that his brother made him set off and his arm was burnt like he had been in a crazy house fire oh my gosh this is not a thing for kids it's not a social thing it doesn't help the community in any way i remember when i was a kid we'd go to the park across from my elementary school because our playground wasn't big enough for my class so we (laughs) had to like go across (laughs) the train tracks to just the public park and we're like this is our playground now and there would always be little firecracker garbage everywhere and we'd pick them up and put them in the garbage we were like these obnoxious kids goody two-shoes and we would always be like we hate teenagers they're the worst and we'd see like these punks hanging it on the railroad tracks and we'd be like they're the ones who light off the fireworks and do the drugs and they're the worst yeah (laughs) and i still feel the same way about teenagers the only time i didn't hate teenagers was probably when i was 16 to 18 the worst was when you wanted to be at the park but teenagers were at the park i know they're so intimidating they I are. was like, and they would like tease you. And I remember these kids once said, I bet you don't even know what marijuana is. And I was like, I do. It's a drug and it's a country. And then I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about Tijuana. <laughs> I was like, where's marijuana? Yeah. I'm like, I do. <laughs> and then they're telling everyone it's a country. And yeah. Then, yeah. Oh, man. Teenagers. That's what you do when you're young, though. That's where we should ship teenagers just for the, like, entirety of their teenage years. To marijuana? To marijuana. It can be, like, a (laughs) weed theme park where it's like, yeah, you can be as obnoxious as you want, light off as many fireworks as you want, smoke as much weed, and then just barf on yourself. Yeah. A lot of barfing that time of your life. Mm -hmm. And then you ended up working at another club. Yeah. I actually, (laughs) um, I just got into stand-up and, um... I had like a a big show. I mean, for me at the time, it was a really big deal. It was like, you know, the second big show that I've ever done. And my um, the comedian who I learned uh, stand up from, Don Whitwell, she was having like some industry people come out, and I've been trying to get it off work for a month. Oh, whoa! And then you know, I had a Facebook event, obviously, up that I said I was going to and no one was taking my shift. And I had been working there like a year and a half. And I was just like, why isn't anyone helping with this? Like, why can't anyone have my back right now? So, so I just didn't, yeah. I didn't bother showing up to work. And um, the manager like, talked to me the next time I worked. And he was like, acted like my dad and was like, uh, Amber, uh, be honest with us and tell us where you were last night. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, and I found out this little weasel bartender guy, or he wasn't even a bartender at the time. He was just a weasel. He was like a bar back. He was digging uh, a hole outside. (laughs) He just, he just ratted me out. He saw it on Facebook. He ratted me out. And then I, I was just like, well, you know, like I was trying to get it covered for a month and I think it's only like, and I think, and I had a little bit of a cold at the time and I actually had gone to the doctor and like I was, I had like strep throat or something. And I said, I went out, I did a five minute set and then I went home to bed. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, he was like, you're suspended from uh, this point till from Danglers. For two weeks. <laughs> for two weeks from Danglers. Put you're your gonna, pickle away. <laughs> you're going to be miserable. You won't be at the strip club. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I was like, screw this. I took all my uniforms, threw it in the trash, and then... The, this other I like that yeah this other yeah. this was like a movie moment 80s movie moment right here <laughs> this other dude who'd already given his notice but he still had like four or five more days to work he started yelling at the guy who ratted me out because he knew awesome. he said i can't believe you and he said this place is shit and then he's just like i'm going to and then we just like left we just walked out oh <laughs> nice did and, he carry you out like the end of an officer and a gentleman? And- <laughs> yes, yes, he did. <laughs> or you carried him? Like either way, I don't. What one of us did that? Traded off. I can't. I, you know, <laughs> so long ago, I can't remember who carried who, but it definitely happened. <laughs> um, he, yeah, he, he's really cool. His name's Scott. He's uh, we're still friends. I've talked in a little while, but it was just like I had like a weird uh, '80s movie moment, That's and great. I just thought it was so it was so cool that he had my back and he knew exactly what was happening and he knew it was completely unfair. That's great. And uh, so he walked out with me. We walked down to not the closest strip club, but one <laughs> one after that. <laughs> Good call. And I got a job in like the next thirty minutes there. Awesome. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So, well, it was just another strip club job. (laughs) But we're like, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. What I will say, though, is the second club I worked at was a lot more grounded and laid back and cool. Like, they didn't ever talk to me about what I was wearing. You know, I would show up, you know, a little late sometimes, actually near the end, sometimes like a half hour late. But, (laughs) But they were always just pretty cool with trying to help you out if you need the time off like they knew i was a comedian they knew i was taking it seriously they didn't hold out against me at all That's whereas good. this other club sort of tried to like own you like like this is your jobs. career you're certain a waitress at a strip club and that should be your number one thing yeah yeah i always wondered about these jobs that like you can't have a life you can't mm-hmm. but you're making you know minimum wage or, or some variation of that there's mm-hmm. no future in this work for you but you're shackled to the, the schedule this like unreasonable schedule yeah and you have to build your career around that if you're an artist or yeah or you're yeah. a student or whatever the case is and they're like well you have to work these shifts or you lose your job or no you can't have christmas so, off or whatever so like, unreasonable yeah, and unnecessary not, yeah tess do you have a retail nightmare i sure do i was looking through some notes because i'm making a new video for this christmas party that we're doing and i had made a list of it's just a bunch of Christmas movies and other movies that are all edited together for like six hours just to project behind bands. And I was like, okay, so I've got like Home Alone here. And I had just been making this sort of stream of consciousness list. And in the middle of it, there was a retail nightmare that I had written out. And I was like, oh, this woman. <laughs> and she just like jumped out at me in between like, oh, Frosty the Snowman and Scrooged. <laughs> she was a Scrooge. She was the worst, she lived about two blocks away from the store, from the video store. And she had these two girls who, when they first, when I first started working there and they would come in regularly, the girls were little kids and now they're both in their teens. And she has a husband as, as well. And he's pretty mild mannered and he never really bothered me. But she is the biggest piece of work I ever met. <laughs> they would rent these movies, always, always, always return them late despite the fact that they live two blocks away and then challenge us on every single late ever. And she would just plead (laughs) 
and you know get to the point where she you know act like she was about to cry <laughs> oh my god and she would phone and beg us to forgive the lights and it would be like not even very much it'd be like four dollars six dollars eight dollars like Jeez. she how was, did you know she lived two blocks away you're like i'm gonna <laughs> no everyone had their address on file oh, okay. so we could confirm their account if they ever didn't have id or anything and also i'd see her in the neighborhood all the time yeah. like i lived in the neighborhood too i knew which house was hers i'd see her kids playing out in front in the yard and she Came in one time and, you know, we had a note on the account that was like, no more breaks for this lady. Like, we're losing money on her because she would rent new things, keep them out, and then be like, please, please have mercy and take pity. And we'd be like, Ugh. you know, sometimes you just get rid of it so she would get out of the store. That's a whole technique people have. Yeah. And it's the worst. And then as soon as she turns around, she's fine. Like, she's not. <laughs> it was all like a complete act. But So one time she came in. And because her husband also, I feel bad taking joy in this, but I think after, you know, the eight years that I worked there, I think like her family was just getting so sick of her. Like her girls were teens and I'd see them rolling their eyes at her and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you realize how bad she is. This is great. So one time she came in and her husband would rent movies by himself all the time and then watch them on his own <laughs> and then return them late. And she would come in and she'd be like, she would come into the store just to check to see if there was lights. Like, she didn't want to rent anything. And she'd also come in and make a list of everything and then see what was on Netflix. And I was like, that's not... That's so shitty. That's not what we're here for, is to, like, see what's there and then look it up on Netflix. Oh, uh, my fucking God. So many people would do that. Don't even get me started. But, so she came in and I was like, oh, yeah, there's a $2 light on here. And she's like, well, can you get rid of that? My family probably spends $300 a month here. That's not true. And there's a <laughs> there's a function on the program that shows how much the customer spent that month and how much they've spent the month before and how many movies they've rented on, like, per month average. And I looked at it and I said, actually, no, you spent $20 last month. And before that, you didn't spend anything for four months. <laughs> and then she, you know, got all frustrated. And then the next time she came in, she tried it again. And she said, my family spends thousands of dollars every month here. Oh, my And I was gosh. like, you spent a total of maybe $400 over 12 years. <laughs> so, no, <laughs> you haven't. And it was great just being able to throw logic in her face and having it beat her down. <laughs> so good. She was the worst. And I would see her at the grocery store, too, just ruining everyone else's day, like all the cashiers, because she would argue over things, being like, um, yeah, that's how much that pair is. I don't want that pair. Can you get rid of that pair for me? And they'd be like, okay, I've already run your thing through. I have to do this as separate. And she's like, oh, this is taking forever. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't I, – I can't. She's the worst. I think that sort of person, everyone sort of understands that she's just the worst, and they just sort of back away – and I can't imagine her having any loving friendships or anything. Mm. I think with life. the money stuff, like it sounds like there's, I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. I feel like people fall into two categories of mental illness. <laughs> the category that I find myself in, prone to a little bit of depression, a little bit of anxiety, really want to be a good person. Then there's the people that are just fucking like narcissistic. They hurt people. They don't, I don't know if they're aware of their behavior and, like, there's all different levels to that. But I think we've all got something wrong with us. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but there must be some sort of weird magnetic force that draws those two kind of people together. Yeah. Because we're, like, so One's, like, an introverted and one's an extroverted. And they That's just want to, like, project their weird shit <laughs> <laughs> outwards, like, 
I don't know, electrified rays. And then it stings us who are just like, well, I'm just, I'll take that and I'll put it inside myself and I'll crush it into a diamond of sadness and fear. And then I'll and just, sell it online. Yeah, I'll sell it on my Etsy shop. <laughs> Diamond. Ooh, can you make those? Oh. That's the first poop comment. <laughs> Christmas is coming. <laughs> Who wants a poop diamond? <laughs> I like how you sung that. My poop diamond will also be a blood diamond. I have problems. Aww. I'm just kidding. No, I don't. Well, it would cut on the way out. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people actually like go into retail shops because they don't have any friends, because they want attention, totally. because they Definitely. know that you Captive have audience. to endure yeah. whichever it is they do mm-hmm. or say to you. Yeah. And this one bigger lady came into my store and I was like so excited because we have, we had just gotten, well, not my store, but the store I used to work at. And we had just gotten like some, I don't know what the line would be called, like, like politically correct word plus or whatever. Sizes. Plus, plus sizes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, we just got a bunch of different style dresses and stuff. And I was like, oh, cool. We can finally, because heavier women had come in before and I felt so bad telling them, you know, we're not going to have anything or, you know, trying to grab a couple things that I think would work and then they wouldn't. And I just feel terrible, feel terrible sure. if they tried them on and they, they're too small or whatever. So I was like, right on this woman, I'm like, I'm going to make her day. I'm going to get her something because she said she bought something from there uh, recently and everyone was complimenting her. And so I I was running all over the store and doing all this stuff, uh, just bringing stuff to her. She had a lot of rules uh, about what she wanted to wear. (laughs) (laughs) And one or two of the things I brought to her were like outside of those rules and she liked them. So she was going to try them. So then I brought a couple more things and then she went, I told you already. And I don't appreciate that you brought me something that she already (laughs) said she didn't want. And she flipped out on me and I was like, okay, I know she's just having a really frustrating time and I'm not going to take this personally at all. Sure. But then she actually did come up to me afterwards and said, I'm really sorry. I'm just like not finding anything, and yeah, I shouldn't it can have been be that so way. So stressful trying but on you, clothes when nothing's working. You rarely get that apology. That you yeah, rarely, I was in shock that she rare. apologized. That's super rare. It's really hard yeah. to be self-reflective when you're having a hard time, and also mm-hmm. you're in a really like vulnerable position as well because you can't really say like I'm sorry I made a mistake, but the way. Like, it's really hard and to keep your job to say, I don't like the way you're talking to me. Yeah. And I've had that experience, too, where I go to a store and, you know, my weight has gone up and down over the years and I can't find a pair of fucking jeans. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like my – I'm just crying in the change room. It's the most But, like, someone keeps crushing. handing me, like, a pair of pants that are never going to fit. And or, like, here, it's like a 25 super skinny, long, cute butt zipper. Yeah. But I can- <laughs> so your diamond can come out. <laughs> Let your inner diamond shine. <laughs> uh, you can tell that I buy jeans a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I know just what it's like. My retail nightmares, like I was deciding, I've got like a couple of good ones rolling around in my head, but I had one happen this week, but it was on the other side of the cash. Oh. I went into a little store. I, I don't even want to give the details of the store because it would be so obvious if you live in Vancouver, but... I encountered at the cash an ex-coworker from another place that I worked at, and she was a nightmare to work with. Mm. She was incredibly slow. We worked at a very busy store. I was going to nutrition school, and this woman worked part-time, and she has a lot of issues, and she insisted on wearing white gloves when she was at the cash register so she wouldn't get contaminated from the BPA that's in receipt paper. 
Wow. Amongst other phobias, uh, which is, like, apparently there is. And like, so all of us who've worked at cash registers have had a lot of exposure to that chemical. But she's also fucking slow as shit in one of the busiest <laughs> fucking stores in the city. Like, honestly, on a Saturday afternoon, there would be 30 people in the lineup, two Ugh. caches. You had to move so fast. It was a good job. It was a good place to work. And I really liked the manager. She had a different management style than my own. And I, one thing I really ad- admired about her is that because it was a very high maintenance, like most of the jobs I work, but even higher maintenance because health was in question at this place. Someone would come in and they'd have like a ridiculous return. Um, These butt diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Like, but she was just Don't always <laughs> approached it like completely calm. And she always heard them out. She had far more compassion and patience than I ever had. And I did not know her well, but I really appreciated working with her. And like, if I had issues with anything, she always heard me out like schedule or whatever. That's I rare. liked her. And oh, she's always like, you're so pretty and you're so skinny. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> and she's so pretty. And so and I was like, oh, like, like so pretty. <laughs> um, and there's a few people that work there. Like there's a really a lot of different people that could work there. And I think in part it was the owners who were quite removed from the day-to-day stuff in the store. But they were quite accepting of different personalities, which brings me back to the glove lady. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just thinking like how like just like it's one of the hardest jobs that I ever had. I was just a, basically a cashier. Uh, and making ends meet with three part-time jobs when I was in school. Yikes. So, and like 35 or whatever. <laughs> like, it was a lot of work. And she was just a, like horrible to work with, a horrible person. And so I bumped into her. She's a cashier at this new store I like. And I was like, hey, I used to work with you at this place. And I was like, I keep bumping into our old manager. I was like, I really liked her. She's great. She's like, well, that's interesting. And I'm like, oh, here we go. It's like, you know when ladies are bitches? Because I've done it too. They just do the pause, like the heavy pause. Like, mm, so you think so? And I was like, yeah, she's been she's been really great to me. And I don't know her well, but I really like her. And she's like, well, she was fired. And I was like, cool. I'm like, you wore fucking gloves. <laughs> and, uh, two, and you could, like, for every 10 people I rang through a cash register, you rang through one, and then you took some sort of homeopathic remedy. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> Give me my stuff. I'm going. It's just like, you know that... She's just so mean and so like it doesn't matter to me that this woman was fired, and it doesn't matter to me like it's just these people are so not self reflective. And now I have to like now be served by this person at a place I like and keep my temper. Mm. I don't think so. I think I'll let it. You gotta let it loose a little bit, a little loose next time. (laughs) But just that kind of shitty. Yeah, I think a lot of people too. Like I, I found in like. (laughs) retail or you know serve with serving like people who quit or get fired aren't necessarily the people in the wrong like so a lot of the times those are the people that are seeing unfairness happen or bullying happen or harassment happen and they just can't deal with it anymore i know a few of the details about this woman and around the time she left she needed to leave and i have been there too we were like i gotta go one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, and I know quite a bit, she actually left on good terms. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to see this woman being a catty cunt for no <laughs> fucking reason. And I'm so tired of it. And I've got all this newfound energy recently to get into fights with people. Awesome. It's very... No, I'm feeling you on that. I'm yeah, feeling like, like... Why not say something? This urge to sort of just stand up, especially in these moments where you've seen yourself sort of deny like deny that feeling maybe it's an age thing i don't know i just feel like i have to stand up for myself or stand up for these people in certain situations because when you're so preoccupied with like 
the new clothes that you're going to buy or that you're going to wear and that, you know, what you're wearing to work that day. Definitely, for sure, like, human beings are being put on the back burner. When it's, like, that sort of superficial yeah. scenario you're plunging yourself into on a daily basis for your Joe job or whatever it is you need to do to survive, people start transforming into these weird retail bots. Yeah. So, Amber, I heard you have a ghost story. Yeah, I do. By association. Ghost story by association. By association. Yeah. So, um... I was born in England, in Durham, England, mm-hmm. and um, what happened was my mom moved over there with my, my dad, and I have two older twin sisters, and they lived in an apartment that like was- Like, they're your twins, but they were born first? Then, then, <laughs> no, yeah. Dumb it down for me. <laughs> I'm not saying we aren't all twins, per oh, se, okay. but um, they're five years older than me, hmm. so- <laughs> You were in there for a long time. You guys should time. have a show on TLC. <laughs> Older twins. <laughs> and then by the end of the show, they're like, I think it's just considered triplets. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're living above a pub in Durham, which is like this little village. I mean, So haunted already. In this, in this little village outside of Durham. And the village is called Framwellgate Moor. Ooh. Yeah. I love it's, it. It's a really cool word. And um, my dad was working at the pub downstairs. He was managing and bartending and whichever you do in a, like a small pub. And uh, my mom was had the twins with her, and she was pregnant. And every now and again, like uh, this non breeze would Ooh. happen through the apartment, and the chandelier would swing. And every now and Don't again, like she'd catch one of my twin sisters, either Jen or Jackie, in conversation, and simultaneously as well. The both of them in conversation with another person. <laughs> Jen, she was a little girl. I can't, I think her name was Angela. Mm. And she, they both called her Angela. Whoa. They told my mom about her life stuff. You couldn't really. Yeah, they weren't like, she's you made a really, Lego and she loves yeah, pudding pops. It was so stuff, it was stuff, pudding pops. <laughs> it was stuff you couldn't really wrap your head around like a five, like. They were almost five, a five-year-old telling oh, you. Like okay. she was lost on the moors. Yeah. Like <laughs> insane details like that. And uh, my mom, although I will point out, my mom was a very spiritual person. So she had an insane imagination. But she was just completely convinced. And so was my father that there was a young girl ghost <laughs> in her apartment. And they liked it. They were okay with it. Every time the chandelier... Like they got used to it and like, oh hey Angie, but they didn't yeah. know that the the person moving the chandelier was the person that killed Angela. Oh. <laughs> no, not in the same apartment. Oh. Well, that's just yeah. yeah. It seems like a lot of those stories are involve children, mostly twi- twins because they're haunted. Well, also <laughs> children are, are just <laughs> like sisters aren't haunted. You that's sort of you told yourself to get through. I think the older you get, the more you They're like convince yourself that that stuff isn't real and that. You're just like imagining it and like, oh, I'll just ignore that weird thing that seems like uh, it's not. Do you mean farts? Um, <laughs> Talking about butt diamonds. Okay. Uh, shine bright like a butt diamond. Shine bright like a butt diamond. <laughs> uh, new energy slime song. You get a writing credit. Thank you. I feel like maybe I repressed something. I, I feel like maybe my twin sisters are haunted. <laughs> 
You're not wrong. I got really nervous and you're like, I think I repressed something. I'm like, not on the podcast. That's sad. They did. Let's get you somewhere. Let's get you talking to they somebody. They do live in Ontario and I live in Vancouver. Do they remember that story? Maybe that's why I'm so far away. I'm like, my aunt is going to get away. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm just teasing. Uh, wait, what did do they say? remember that? No, that's the thing too. And the the cutest thing is that they have British accents. Aww. Is that they were at that that formulating age where they just picked up the British accent. So they're like, Mama, Mommy, <laughs> there's a tarantula. <laughs> so scary. Let's go down to the pub and have a point. <laughs> uh, so Alicia's self-help corner? Yeah. Yes. We got some good questions tonight, guys. You're getting the hang of it. They're not so depressing. Nice. Um, <laughs> thank you. Alicia's self-help corner. Send in your questions. This one from at Row Hangover on Twitter. It's too hot outside in Australia. How do I go outside? Well, uh, don't would be my advice. Yeah. I'd take it easy. And if you go outside in Australia and it's hot, I bet the most dangerous animals are out. So yeah, all the snakes are outside. Stay inside. Take a break. Done. Enjoy. <laughs> Answered. If you have to go outside, maybe have a cold shower first. Okay, bye. Okay, don't complain. You're in Australia. <laughs> don't complain. <laughs> We're very sorry. Unless you were born there and you're a beautiful person. <laughs> um, Tina uh, at Macklemoyle said, I'm considering eating fish and chicken after decades of vegetarian life because of health and protein reasons. How do I reconcile my ethics? Uh, I had to start eating meat again after being a vegetarian for about four years due to just failing health. And it's it's really hard every day. Um, you could get to know your butcher and try and find something that's sourced in a way that you can feel comfortable with. And fish, there's some good options too, but I know what you're going through and I just say ease into it. And uh, doing things for health is good because then you can live to fight another day and have the energy to maybe become an activist and a more informed omnivore. That's my advice. Any advice? That's a really smart answer. I didn't think about like the healthier you are, the more animals you can save. Oh, I'm always raging about it. Yeah. That's well, fine. I do know that there's um, a place I go get cheese, a butcher on Broadway and Fraser. Oh, at uh, Harkness. There. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think that the most of the stuff's local and that, you know, they're very aware of. Yeah, where it's sourced and stuff. Yeah. They do so have nice things there. And I feel like there's a lot of butchers like that in Vancouver. and I don't think Tina lives here. No. But the same thing would apply. Yeah. She'll yeah. probably yeah. find. Alicia's trying to get me to do bone broth. And I haven't eaten meat in like almost four years. Yeah. So it's a big decision. Honestly, if it'll save me from having a crazy stomach and whatever your health problems are, Tina, I think it's worth it. And it doesn't have to be one of those things that lasts forever. You can go back. I don't have any advice. I haven't eaten meat in like 20 years. Okay. Yeah. And I also think some diets work really well for some people and other things don't. And to Mm -hmm. always keep that in mind, like figure out what works for you. Yeah. And if you feel good with what you're doing, then you stick with it. And if you need a change, like it sounds like you do, I think just tread lightly. And also you might want to, anyways, you can, you can Facebook message me if you have any other questions. Yeah. Uh, And just think of all the animals that you save by not eating them for so long. Like you're already doing great. You're already like, in the 99 percentile. Yeah, you can already feel so superior to everyone else. <laughs> and it feels good. I miss that. Oh, man, I miss my position of judgment. It was cozy. 
It was like a waterbed. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah. um, this Waterbeds are not comfortable at all. They're so uncomfortable. I know, especially doing sex on one. It's impossible. It's, it's like the sex worst. in space. It's like someone's it's driving like you into the ground. Constant, <laughs> constant flailing. Dragging you into the ground? No, like like driving you into the ground. Oh, like staking you. Let's say edit that part out. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's so many good ones. So uh, Aaron asked, how many nicknames are too many nicknames for me to call my cat? Will he have identity issues? Eh, who cares? He'll be fine. As long as you keep filling up his bowl, he'll be fine. That's how cats are. Yeah. Um, I snore like crazy. This is from Jeremy Frank. I snore like crazy and it's becoming a problem for my girlfriend. I tried over-the-counter stuff. How important is sleeping in the same bed? I know some people who sleep in separate beds because of sleep apnea. I don't think it's that important. It's not like you'll yeah. stop loving each other <laughs> if you don't spend hours together, like, unconscious. <laughs> I think um, you would have to make up, like, for me, and I've had a boyfriend that couldn't sleep in the same bed because of sleep problems. I think the best thing would be to make up for it with other things, like snuggling and stuff. But having your own space is great. And also, maybe the snoring is caused by something else and you should go see somebody. <laughs> Because yeah. it could, mm-hmm. like, my dad now has, like, he snored his whole life and ignored it, and now he has to, like, have a machine tied to his face when he sleeps, which is adorable. <laughs> he loves it. He's sleeping so well. He's sleeping like a uh, Darth Vader. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. So that was uh, Alicia's self-help corner. Did you have anything to say about sleeping in the same bed? Uh, no, I agree with both of the things you guys said. We have very powerful personalities. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best guest ever. Yeah. <laughs> I should have just been like that the whole podcast. You, you guys like, would have been this, this guest you, this what boring. What you said is... Is the truth. <laughs> you go you first. You guys are right 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Aww, so um, cute. Popo of the week? Yeah. Popo of the week. Amber, you have a nice one. Oh, it's so sad, though. Um, it's okay. Life is sad. Yeah, it's a dog that um, I just read this post about. This Toronto comic, Lenny. Uh, yeah, he has to put his dog down. I think, you know, it might have happened just now i don't know soon it's happening but he posted this picture on facebook and he's this adorable dog with gizmo ears and it was just the cutest thing it was the cutest thing just basically to hear also lenny who's like um they call him lenny the butcher (laughs) (laughs) like he's like seems like a scary guy and he seems like um very dark crass comic but he just posted this very heartfelt thing and was talking about how his wife and his kids have to go through this loss and Aww. that he's had such a great dog. And if you ever want the unjudgmental love that everyone could always use, hmm. then get a dog. Totally. And it was this adorable picture. Hmm. That is really lovely. Yeah. Who's your puppo? Mm, my puppo of the week is my friend Jade. Uh, she's about to have a baby, Ooh. and I realized the other day that we've known each other for so long. She's one of the first friends I made when I moved out here, so I've known her since 2000, I guess. She started working at the shitty store on Robson Street, and she's such a cool kid. And the other day, she sent me a bunch of photos from, like, 10 years ago, and she's just such a good friend, and she is lovely, and I'm excited about her baby and that's nice. So my friend Jade is my puppo. My puppos of the week. Uh, I didn't really leave the house a lot <laughs> this week because I 
uh, finished editing this music video. <laughs> At one point, I stayed up all night working on it, and I stayed up for 40 hours straight. That's bad. And then I just slept for 10 hours, and then I was fine. Now I'm back to normal. I took a bunch of vitamins and, like, immune boosters so I wouldn't get run down, but... I feel like I cheated the system a little bit. But so my one break for myself on Sunday was that I was going to (laughs) go. This is the lamest fucking thing in the world. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to go to Wild Birds Unlimited. (laughs) Oh, the place up the street? It's down. It's on uh, Birch and Broadway. And it's just a place where they sell bird seed. (laughs) And because I was looking on their website and I was like, you know what? I bet they've got something for squirrels. (laughs) Squirrels. So I went down there. Boy. It's huge. It's two storefronts combined. It's so big. And it's the music they were playing in there was so weird. It was like dueling banjos and then it would be like smooth jazz. The birds next would love that. I guess. But they've got like all these Wild things birds. in there that are like attract birds and then they're like repel birds. So <laughs> one side of the store and the yeah. other side of the store. Two different people. And then there's like keep the squirrels out of your bird feeders and then there's an area called like squirrel zone or like squirrel oh, corner squirrel or whatever feeder. so that's where i made a beeline for and i got some squirrel food and i fashioned myself a little like holder for it which is i'll show you guys it's just a bent coat hanger with squirrel food on it <laughs> that looks great yeah i really like that i haven't put it outside yet because i want to like watch them eat it because apparently they love it what's and in it did you like, eat it no it smells oh. really good actually it smells really nutty it's just like nuts and yum it's very proteiny that's it's, sweet it's good for them i like it was approved on a squirrel nutrition website that i checked out you showed me that website could you please plug that website on this podcast it's a squirrel nutrition.com <laughs> <laughs> i want to be a squirrel nutritionist i feel like that's a niche that you i love could, them i really feel um so my papos i'll get to the point my papos are the staff of this store wild birds unlimited <laughs> They were all, all the people who were working there when I was there were just sort of middle-aged men. Actually, they were all probably like in their 60s. They're hmm. all just really that's sweet. middle-aged now. Yeah, that's new middle-aged. They're all really sweet, all really just like good-natured and like really friendly. And when I was paying with my credit card, he was like, oh, do you, do you use the tap function now? You can try that if you want. And I was like, thanks. You know what? I will. Like, I don't, I usually just do the pin, but... You're so excited about it. Like, I'll tap it for you. <laughs> Boy. Uh, and he was wearing a little vest. Not that he had to. Like, he just chose. <laughs> it wasn't like his uniform. Was it, just, it a leather vest? No. It okay. was like a wool <laughs> wool vest. Oh, a sweater mm-hmm. vest. Uh, yeah. And they're all just really sweet. And I love that they all work there because they just love birds. And they want other people to have as much or as little contact with birds as they want to themselves. <laughs> it's their own personal level of comfort. So, Yeah. I like that Wild Birds is on Birch. It's perched on Birch. Yeah. Oh, that would be a good ad. We should do a radio ad for them for free. Yeah, if you want to sponsor us, you don't even have to pay us because, yeah, go to Wild Birds Unlimited. It's a really cute store. It's perched oh. on Birch. <laughs> yeah. Can I beat you to it? You want to try it? Your I was going to try and do it with okay, you. Okay, let's see. It's perched on Birch. I said Birch with a D, though. You got to do it with like a horrible radio voice, like. 
Perched on bench. <laughs> Not oldie timey, right? I don't know why yeah. I sang at the end again. It keeps I'll get singing. a cookie sheet out and it can be like thunder. Oh no, the bird's in the well. <laughs> My pup of the week, Jade Lake, is a voice actor. Oh, whoa. And uh, she was telling me about the type of voice she has and it's called the dark and smoky or something. Whoa. And so she sounds like <laughs> 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 Sounds like the I can't do it. I'm sorry, Jay. <laughs> I just watched. I, uh, I, I watched Batman Returns last night, and that's oh. what happens to Michelle Pfeiffer's voice when she becomes Catwoman, because she's yeah. like, "Oh, hey, I'm just a dead sea secretary," and then she like gets thrown out of a window. Guys, spoiler alert! Watch it. It like came out in the early '90s. She gets thrown out of a window. A bunch of cats come up to her and like lick her face, and one mm. bites her finger, and then she's like. Meow. Mm-hmm. I've oh, yeah. been a bad. I didn't think that was very good. I saw I it again recently too, and I was like, I, "This was bad." I really didn't like it. <laughs> I don't dislike Michelle Pfeiffer. No, she's fucking amazing. But I didn't think that that movie had staying power. No, I liked the first two acts. The same. The first. I'd never seen the first two Batman movies. I like them better than the new Batman movies. But I get so bored in the final act. I'm like, okay, there's a half an hour fight. Yeah. Obviously, Batman's gonna win. Like, why? I was watching the most recent one with the guy with the face mask is that the most recent bane Bane, and i had seen it and then i had it was on tv so i saw bane again i was like and i thought oh this must be the end of the movie because the scene was like that and i was like no there's still another hour yeah (laughs) shit that movie i watched on a hot summer day it was like the hottest day of summer and it was australia hot probably did a shark come out and eat your head it was yeah it was fucked up. Yeah. But the only reason why I watched it is because the movie theater was cold. And I That's so nice, though, to do in snuck a bottle day. of gin in there. Whoa, did you leave a dirty diaper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was wearing it. Dirty diamond dipe. Yeah, it was yeah. full Worth of money. <laughs> Shine bright like a butt diamond. Shine bright like a butt diamond. Thank you to our sponsor, Wild Birds Unlimited, <laughs> uh, GT RS. Kombucha, and our own personal brand of butt diamond. <laughs> People want to find you. Where can they see you in town perform? Um, I have uh, Vancouverite coming up on the fourth. Mm-hmm. Hot Art Wet City. It's a yeah. great show. Yeah, it's really fun. A yeah. uh, really cool space and uh, always a good time. And uh, maybe something new in the new year. Not new, but. <laughs> There's a lot of news in that sentence. Okay, so the, <laughs> the tragedy show Alex and I have been talking about bringing back again, and so Tell keep us a an eye about out the tragedy for that. show. It's really cool. Um, yeah, it's really cool. It's a show that's all comedians are performing material that's based on their most tragic or traumatic event that they've endured in their life. So whatever that means to them. Then they do a set and, you know, the challenge is obviously to keep it funny somehow through all the heaviness and uh, struggle of the the real story. So, uh, yeah, we've put on four so far and they're just getting better and better. And I love the idea. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, like therapeutic. It's yeah. great. Life is to hear those stories. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of refreshing for me because I came like I learned how to act before I learned how to do any performing. So. It kind of taps into the actor side of you that's just really trying to get the message of the human condition across. Yeah. And, uh, but then also has the comedic element, which is 
perfect for something like that because, you know, the heaviness of just talking about tragedy, you can only endure for so long, Mm -hmm. as we all know. So, so yeah. It's getting more and more fun to the further away from my, I get from my own tragedy. Like it's getting more silly and like lighthearted from, I think Alex and our end, because also we feel more comfortable with doing the show and stuff. So yeah. Cool. I want to see it. I hope it sticks around. I want to be on it. Yeah. I want you, I want you to be on it. Yeah. People want to follow you on Twitter. How do they follow you? Oh, I always get my Instagram and and Twitter mixed up, but it's Amber Dalesy. One is S E Y one's. E-S-Y. When we put out the episode, we will link we'll your... Link, yeah. Thank you. So yeah. I, you. I, I have like a weird... I can't remember which is which ever. Like okay. I yeah, never get totally it right. Fine. You have a big show coming up next week. Yeah, December right. 5th. At the Astoria. Astoria. By now, there is probably a promotional video out for that that we shot down at Crab Park. So if you watch that, it's weird. It has a previous guest, Loren Smith, in it oh, from wow. episode two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great sewed. It's a fucking sick sode. <laughs> For the longest time, that was the only podcast, not just our podcast, the only podcast episode I had on my iPod. So sometimes I'd be have nothing to listen to and I'd be walking home from work and it'd be half an hour and I'd be like, well, I guess I'm going to listen to the first half hour of this episode. <laughs> and I texted her one time. I was like, sometimes when I've had a bad day at work, I'll just listen to that episode. And she's like, hey, me too. <laughs> I'm like, I love you. That was great. That was like the only time I got really drunk recording. We that we recorded for three hours. Fun yeah, fact. I really drank a lot. <laughs> we drank way too much. That was the one we were recording on like Saturday afternoons. Mm, it's much easier to, to get wine drunk on a Saturday. In other news, I edited and shot a music video that's on the internet now. What's it called? It's uh, the song is called Nightbox and the band is Fake Tears. They are also playing that show. Cool. On the 5th. It's a weird video where I make a Porsche fly through space. So that's why you buy a Porsche. That's why I bought my Porsche. Your first spaceship. Yeah. It looks like a weird space penis. <laughs> weird space dangler. <laughs> space pickle. Uh, so yeah, if you are one of the like 30 people in the world who still watch music videos, check it out. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been uh, Retail Nightmares. Uh, Amber, thank you so much for being our guest this week. Thank you. you we're wonderful. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Thank you to my co-ghost for wow. being a 24-7 papo. <laughs> and I hope you guys have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.